everyone! Before we start, I wanted to let you know, if you would like to watch our whole service, head to our website, that's dc2.me, and from the media drop-down, click Sermons. You can watch our whole service there. And now, here's this week's sermon. Well, good morning, Discovery. Uh, it's a delight to be with you this morning. My name is Zach Krieger, and I serve as one of the pastors here. And today actually marks the beginning of wrapping up the sermon series that we've been in called Worldview. And for the last several weeks, we've been engaging the season of Lent, this 40 days that lead up to Easter, by doing something really unique. And I just wanted to say thank you. Um, for some of you, this has been hard. We've had partners, global partners from all over that are sharing a cultural perspective and for some of you, you're like, this is the greatest series we've ever done. And for some of you, you're like, how many more of these do we have until we get back to what's normal for us? And to both of you, I say, man, we're almost there. Um, and, and today is the last global partner that we'll have that we get to hear from. And I, I, I just so hope each one of these has been so unique. Um, I, I hope and just know there's something good in this for each one of us. But just to recap us a little bit on what we've been doing in this series, the first week, Jake actually shared with us a little bit about how we approach the Bible from a particular cultural perspective. And for example, took the story of the prodigal son and said, if you're in Russia or Africa or Japan, the way you read this story blows open so many different aspects of it you just don't see if you're just living in America. The second week, our friend David Hughes, who had just walked with our staff and with our elders through a retreat together, shared with us a little bit about this idea that in America, we're just hyper-individualistic, and that when we get back into the core and the history of the church, when it came to leadership and decision-making, that was always something that was done in community, and that was always something that was done in seeking out prayer, and just challenging us to think not only for our church, but also in all of our lives, when we make decisions or when we consider leadership in your business, in your home, anywhere, do you consider it with this lens of, is there a team around this and are we listening for the voice of God? It was great. Then we got into our global partners. Gadis and Chelly were here from Albania in the flesh. It was so fun hearing from them as they shared about this Albanian concept of besa, which is this idea that my word is my bond, my blood is my bond, and that for them in every aspect of Albanian culture, when somebody gives their word or makes a vow or makes a covenant, I mean, it gets down into the DNA of who they are as a people, and then talked about in this Easter story what Jesus accomplishes in his death and in his resurrection that God is giving this besa to us. It's phenomenal. The following week, our friends from Costa Rica, Pastor Nelson, shared uh, in a short video just about this concept of suffering and that if we really want to understand the heart of Jesus, are we willing to look at his suffering and how much better do we understand the love of God when we see the suffering of Jesus, something that we often don't emphasize enough in our culture. Uh, last week, we got to hear from Dan and Christy Rich from Paraguay and also from some of the pastors at the church down in YouTube, Paraguay. And just so phenomenal for them. They celebrate Good Friday like crazy, and on Sunday, that's the day to drive back home, which is hilarious because in our culture, we almost don't pay attention to all the Good Friday. We make a huge deal about Sunday. And there, there was just such a fun invitation of, was Friday important? Do we celebrate it? And they also invited us to just think through where are the places in our culture, and they shared some examples from theirs, on where we reflect American culture so much that it bleeds into how we participate in church culture and this idea of syncretism and what we do there. 
But today, we're hosted by our fourth and final global partner, um, and it's our friends Bob and Susan Combs, who have been working in Compton, California for over 20 years. Uh, they've come out here a couple times. We've gone out there just once or maybe twice. Um, but as you hear from Bob today, I'm just so convinced you're going to be blown away by how integrated this message is for him. These aren't just thoughts or some words from the Bible. Um, this goes right down through how they even do business and how they do meals in their community. Bob was wrapping up his engineering degree at Cal Poly um, when he was hosting, he, he went to serve at a camp, a youth camp, and ended up working with a bunch of urban kids from New York City and just felt this call to work in urban centers. And Susan and he met around that same time they got married. They've been on staff with Navigators and Y'all, it's, it's just amazing. I was emailing with Steve Cuss this week, just saying, hey, remind me again a little bit about this partnership. And he sent me back a couple thoughts. I just wanted to read this email to you, just because it floored me. This is so amazing. Steve writes, Bob is an amazing human. It helps to visit him and see the environment in which he thrives. When I spent some time with him, I told him, you have the most unusual, wild, swinging job of anyone I know. We spent the morning in court advocating with a judge to not throw a young man in prison for life simply because he was in a car where someone had a gun. He didn't have the gun, but he did have a record, and he was on probation, and the police couldn't be bothered with sorting out who had the gun, so they just arrested the kid with the record because it was easier. Then I watched the judge miraculously assign this kid to Christian drug rehab instead of life in prison. Then we rushed to unplug chicken grease from a neighbor's drain. Then we rushed to a local park to pick up one of Bob's Bible study young men who had been stabbed by a screwdriver in a fight. Bob needed to beat the police to that scene largely so it didn't become the same as situation number one. We then threw a spontaneous cookout celebration party for the young man who didn't get life in prison. Well, and while I cooked at the grill, that young man complained about how unreasonable Bob was because Bob wouldn't let him hook up with his girlfriend to celebrate his freedom, the same girl who got him into that mess to begin with. Then we dressed up in our nicest clothes to drive out to Orange County for a fancy dinner with wealthy donors. Wild, wild, wild. A day in the life of Bob Combs. Bob, and what he wanted to share with us today, this will be so much fun, is really just going to take you on a tour of Compton as he shares some thoughts about how they engage Holy Week and this idea of the resurrection and the death of Jesus. So without further ado, uh, welcome up, Bob Combs. Good morning, Discovery Church. This is Bob Combs and my wife, Susan. Uh, she's not with me right now, but I'm just taking you guys around Compton, California a little bit and let you know what's been going on and share what we've been doing in the scripture and how that relates here during this Easter time. And yeah, I want you guys to see some things as we get going for the day. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. This is our building and our newest mural on the back. Obviously representing Compton with some things that represent the city. Some monuments, Compton Cowboys. Yeah, we got some cowboys here in the city too. We desired our building to go to flow right into the park, which is right next door, right behind us here. Place where a lot of kids come and hang out. Got our local community, another community garden. We built about nine of these in the city this year, but that way people can come grow and pick and take what they want when they want. 
let me take you right inside. Hope you guys are doing well today. Um, just want to share a little bit about what we've been studying and who we're working with. Mostly um, young people here in the city, young by I mean, you know, 15 to 25-ish. And they've been coming to a lot of different programs that, we've, that we hold. But one of the really cool things is the Bible studies that we hold. I think this generation is the most unchurched generation that I've seen in my 25 years of ministry. Every time we read something in the scripture, in the Bible, it's new. It's the first time that the young people have ever read any part. So I was reading right now in Luke um, about Jesus coming into Jerusalem and we're getting ready to celebrate uh, his death and resurrection. We're seeing Jesus come in and weep over the city and they're just like how can someone be so compassionate about the whole city he cares about everybody about how everyone's doing and how everyone's going to come up and how everyone's going to hear the word that he has to preach and they're amazed at every every parts of the story as we read and they see him come in and go to the temple and heal people and the conflicts and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the drama and the things that are happening and all the people that are laying down their their robes and and letting him come in with honor and with respect and with loyalty and these are values that are so important to our to our young people to the people of our communities um, loyalty they're seeing these these the disciples who who they say they see Jesus as as he's kind of gangster because he's from from Galilee um, and he's coming in with his homies and they're all together and they're gonna do some really cool things and they see him as their leader and they are loyal to him just like they're loyal to each other here loyalty is such a big deal in the neighborhood and people will be loyal to a fault and always. Uh, stick up and protect the people that they care about, who they're associated with. No one snitching or telling on anybody or, or turning anyone over to anything because loyalty is such a high value here. The other one is respect. They see Jesus coming through and he's being respected by his, by his homies, by the people who are loyal to him. And they're seeing the disrespect by the Pharisees and they're seeing how they're plotting against him. They're planning to do something. They're, they're planning on killing him in some type of way. And as we're reading through, they're like, wow, this is, this is just like the neighborhood right here and how things unfold right here today. People are loyal to Jesus um, and respectful. And then the ones who are not, man, there's going to be a conflict. There's going to be a clash. And they see it coming. So we're reading with anticipation to see what does Jesus do? How does he react to all this stuff? And how Jesus reacts to these things. It's all about the relationships he has. And when, when people don't have a lot, when you're traveling like Jesus and the disciples were and going through uh, town after town and not having a place to be, it reminds the people, the young people here that we're working with that, you know what? He understands because a lot of people in our community don't have a lot of things and don't la have a lot of assets. But what they do have is relationships and so they see Jesus with his relationships and has he how he's taking care of his people and hanging with his people and loyal 
to his people and those relationships are everything. And when you don't have them, that's when you're in real poverty. I think Mother Teresa said the greatest poverty is to be unwanted. So they understand relationships here and how important it is and how Jesus is setting that example. And what I think they really see is what I want to camp out on, which I think is different uh, than a lot of other places uh, across the country, across this country, is community and how community is affected by the decisions people would, by how they make them. It's why our young people, when they come to Christ or they come to Bible study or they come to an event or they come to a program or they come to the job, it's never alone. It's never by themselves. It's always with there's two or three or four and they're making decisions together. So if someone's going to trust Christ, hey, I got to go check with my homies first. I'm going to go see if it's okay with my girl. With all these, and we're going to we're going to make these decisions together. We're going to come back and we're going to we're going to commit our lives to Christ or not. But whatever is going to happen, we're going to do it in a group because attachments are so important. The community is so important. And if you're a person of faith, it's expected that hey, you're going to help out not just the one, but the whole group of us, the whole community of us. And so that's what happens. We try to problem solve and we try to network and we work with people. And here in this office, in this big building we have, it's all nonprofits that are here that we all do something tangible. And we don't just give people to run around and let someone go from one place or give them a referral, but we take someone to another, another room here or another place and we introduce someone with a handshake and help show them, hey, you know, we care about you. And we're gonna exchange our relationships for some things that will help you. And we wanna introduce you and transfer those relationships so that not just you, but your whole community can start being built up through you, with you, and with your resources and your friends and your family and all the people here. That's how we work here. And that's what's, that's what's important about the resurrection and Jesus coming in because it's all about community and not just himself and one person but a lot of people and we're all involved and we're all going to be part of this and we're going to be part of the solutions and there's a conflict and I got your back and we're all going to be in the conflict together we're going to fight this and we're going to we're going to come to a place where where all of us are working for the kingdom of God at the same time I think unfortunately one of the ways that people find community here is they find it through the local gang. Uh, Compton has been known for gangs. It's not like the media suggests where you know everyone's dodging bullets every day, but the community of active gang members is real. Every neighborhood that I know of has a gang in it. Right now we're in a, I'm sitting outside in, in a neighborhood called Largo 36, which is across the street from Tortilla Flats. Let me just get out and show you a little bit of some of the conflict that's happening. So here people are writing on the wall. Compton Barrio Tortilla Flats has been whacked out. Southside Compton Barrio Largo 36. It's the neighborhood, so they're whacking them out. T-Flat Killers. The names of people doing it, D-Boy, Crip Killers, Boy One, Compton Barrio 36 is the last one to tag because there hasn't been whacked out. But they're whacking out all the T-Flats. And this is the way of communicating 
back and forth to each other, throwing threats, letting people know, hey, this is my territory or this is my neighborhood now. And I think for us as Christians in the community, where there are these type other options, we're going to find community some way, somewhere, some type of thing that we're going to join and be part of in our neighborhood. And we got some pretty bad options, but we got good options too. Hey, Jesus is here. There's Christians here who love the Lord and these young people want to be part of something. When you've lost part of your family, we're going to step in where that's at, where, where you're missing that and be part of it. And even, and still right now, there's, there's the memorial marker where the guys, the gang came in, they put right in this front yard. Hey, this is, this is what happened and we're watching. We want to see how the young men, how they're going to live their life. What sides are they going to take? What are they going to do? And so the young men, they've joined our Bible study and they're part of what's going on and they're part of our, of our youth development programs. And so, you know what? I don't want that for my life. I've seen what that leads to and I don't want that. And I want something different. And that's just right out here, right on the side of me, right where the, right where the tagging is. What it looks like in our neighborhood. There's something like this. That's real. That's real. And this is where Jesus wants to meet us in our brokenness. And say, you know what? I see you. And I love you and I care for you. And I have a plan for your life. Something different. Time to prosper you, not to harm you. Hey, Discovery. What I'm about to show y'all is how community, when it's done well, plays itself out. I'm taking you into a place that's called Planet Health. And what we do here is we have a partnership with the restaurants and businesses that are in here to allow us to use their space for a tutoring center. When COVID happened, uh, a lot of the, the young people in our communities, probably across the country, took an academic nosedive off a cliff. So if we're gonna be relevant, we need to meet the felt needs. One of those things is academics. We're here once a week in this space, and so let me show you what it's like. This here is Planet Health, the first vegan restaurant in Compton. The only vegan restaurant in Compton. Here's the Planet Health part of it. All vegan food up here. Here's the, the juice lab right here. You got all the Compton stuff called Juice Trap. Shoe store. Clothing, all custom made, custom Nikes. Oh. People work in the store. Hair products, skincare, whole other business over in here. This is where we come for a tutoring lab. Once a week, trying to help the kids. We all bring them all in here because it's got a great vibe. It's a great place to be. They can come here and chill, put on the TV, listen to music, and focus on homework. And our staff help with the tutoring or ask answering life questions, things that they might have, you know, about trajectory, where they're gonna, where they're gonna go to college, what they wanna do for work, whether, what's their next two to five years gonna look like. This one's my favorite. I'll give anyone from Discovery a free Compton t-shirt. You can tell me who this guy is. Give you a hint. He wasn't on Saturday or Saturday after next. So being here is just a great place. I just wanna, explain to you why it's important, what it has to do with 
what we're talking about today. And right here is economic development. This is all about we. The we is because a person had a vision to open up this building, rehab it, and make it into something unique. So each of the businesses that I just showed you are each autonomous. They're 100% separate from each other, but they all work in the same building and they work together um, to increase business for each other. It's a great place. It's a great idea. I'll start it by getting Roland and he's a believer. And so he's all about, all about the we. So he's a, he wants to be able to share the gospel and show it in tangible ways of what it means to, to come up together. Hello Discovery. A lot of these young people are talking about a community garden that they came to. Just want to show you a picture of what they're talking about. This is where it's at. Some of you guys helped build this thing or helped sponsor it. It's been here more than a decade now. This is where people come and they grow food. It's a place of life intersection. It's a place where people come and they grow different foods and plant different things and have a place to sit and rest. Back in the corner we got bees. We got our own Compton beehive. The only Compton honey around. Right here on our main street, which is Long Beach Boulevard. A strategic place for us to be. One of the reasons it's so strategic is we relate to how Jesus uh, interacted with people. We ju we've been reading through Luke, I think Luke 19, when Jesus comes to Jerusalem and he's overlooking the city coming down the hill and he weeps and has compassion on people. He sees all the people across the city and like this is what Jesus' heart beats for. And he comes to, the first thing he does is comes down to the temple and he sees the money changers and the, the things going on and he comes in and he turns over tables and he turns out people and he scourges them with the whip in some translations and he gets people out of the temple, out of God's house and he comes in with justice and with righteousness and the people in our community we relate to that. We relate to how Jesus comes on a scene and he starts dividing between righteousness and unrighteousness and seeing people's hearts. I mean, he comes into places where other people just don't go. He wasn't, he wasn't avoiding the conflict. He was going to where things needed to be right. And so this garden, why it's so, so strategic for us, is it's right in the middle of two rivalry gangs. On this side, over here, behind the fence, behind the yellow apartments, is Southside Compton Crip. And they, they hate, hate with their lives for the past 20 years. People on this side of the street across the street and that's neighborhood Compton Crip. On the street also is Long Beach Boulevard. This is where most of the human trafficking happens uh, in Compton. Uh, most of the nights during the week they'll be full of prostitutes and pimps not too far away. The police station, the sheriff's station is right around the corner and neighbors are right here. Kids are right here. Apartments are right here, right here. Neighbors and everyone comes to this place and this is a place of peace because we created it, dedicated Jesus' name and this will be a place where we can come and do something that we all do and we have a like mind on and that's food.
I said, begin to realize that some power in that name of Jesus. See, the Bible says, I didn't praise God, glory to God, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Beloved, when the young brothers are preaching the gospel in the corner, when God has transformed your heart, your mind, all you want to do is get out there and tell someone else about Jesus, tell the whole community. So that's why guys like this, I love seeing them on the corner preaching the word. As I think about Holy Week coming, and just how that affects me and the people in our community what makes it a little bit different than maybe other places it's it's really is the we that jesus is coming with his disciples we all of them are coming together um, they're coming in jerusalem and this is about us and i think here for for us in our community it's not just it's not just my salvation. Jesus didn't just come to save me from my sins. Yeah, that's important, but it's just not what's emphasized. It's it's our salvation. It's our relationship with Christ. It's our community. It's the justice that we all are seeking. It's the way that we are a people. We are a people that live a certain way. It's always about we, and the we part of of how we see. Uh, Holy Week and uh, Jesus' death and resurrection is he's coming for all of us. And that that emphasis is really important um, in our city, in our community, in the culture, the people that, that I live with, that I'm in, that I'm a part of. And that's what, that's what I see as it's really helped me and my relationship with Christ. And it's not just about me. It's not just me. It's important that it's for me, but it's also very important that it's about us. And that part is what we've we've seen we've seen transformation when, when people start trusting Christ and trusting Christ not just for themselves but for their families, for their friends, and for people. And we've been studying this word, this Hebrew word called Hesed. And it's in it's all over the Old Testament. It just it talks about it means a loving attachment. It's in Lamentations 322. Uh, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. You know, some of our songs are based just around that. But that word steadfast love, that's the word hesed in Hebrew. And that attachment, that attachment that needs to happen for transformation to happen is is what we've seen after you know decades of ministry of trying to figure this out how does transformation work i think sometimes in our evangelical circles we think if i just tell you the truth and encourage you to make some good choices in the power of the holy spirit then transformation is going to happen but that equation doesn't quite work it's missing and missing what what ties it all together and that's that's love um that's the word hesed, how, it how it's describing it, the steadfast love and that attachment love, the relationships where we need to create places where we, where we attach to each other so we realize we're not just by ourselves, we're in this together. And that's how we see this time, this Holy Week, Christ's death and resurrection as it's all about the community, seeing what Christ has done for us all of us our father not just my father not just for me but for us 
and we're in this all together. That's what makes it different and so special to be part of this community and, and what we value. Can you just feel how integrated it is for him? That in the way that they engage with the kids that they engage with, man, that's one level and it's beautiful. And this idea that we don't just work with individual kids, we work with groups of kids who come as groups and make decisions as groups. But when we engage business, we don't just engage in individual business, businesses engage as groups. And there's this dynamic of we come up together. He probably says that five times over the course of that video, we're in this together. And this idea that as we consider Easter and the death and the, and the resurrection of Jesus, uh, I am conditioned to think in my culture, which is ours, that this is an individual thing. And that by walk with Jesus is an individual thing. And sometimes that even coming to church, despite the fact that it's a community and it's a building where we all gather together, that what's happening right now is between me and God. And it's just, it's amazing to consider through the lens of our friends in Compton, this, this, this concept of, it's not about me. That's important. But where is there room for we as we consider what we have moving forward? He said, people will find a community. Sometimes that can look like a gang. And here in the suburbs, we have our own versions of what gangs look like. Some of those gangs lead to life-giving things, and some of them don't. And I love when he went to Planet Health and he said, do you want to see how community's done well? Check this place out. Is Discovery a place where people would point and say, you want to see community done well? Check this place out. And is that something that's on a staff of people to do? Is that on the building to do? Or is the we of what Discovery is every single one of us? And that as we think about the community that this place is and what we give away, that we're not just thinking through, well, what, are, what are other people doing to make that happen? But we go, man, when I sit in church on a Sunday, when I turn around and meet somebody that I don't know, I am personally invested in knowing about them. And if I find out that it is their first Sunday being here, that I would care to say, hey, let, me, let us take you out to lunch. We'd love to get to know you a little bit. Welcome to the we of discovery. I would love to know who the mural was with the guy on the bike so that I could get a free Compton t-shirt. That sounds awesome. But I do hope, as you consider what Bob shared today, that it's not enough to simply question how do we create places, physical places of peace, but how is it as a church community that your particular family and that you as an individual consider how do I create pieces of physical peace so that it can open the doorway to conversations about a spiritual peace? That's some of the integration that I love about how Bob and Susan and this ministry in Compton, how they work. We're going to take some time now to worship, um, to consider this God who is a part of this we. He is the leader of this we. And that as we watch these videos, as, as we've gone through these last several weeks, it's not just what they are doing over in Albania and what they are doing in Paraguay and Costa Rica and Compton, but that part of why we have global partnerships as a church is because we go, this is what we are doing. This is how we participate in a global church. These are our stories. So I'm gonna invite, if you're able, uh, those who are able to stand and let's sing and worship this God who is over this we together. <clears throat> 